I'm very grateful um, to especially Bhante Sujata and other monks and all of you uh, for inviting me uh, to come here. And Blue, Blue Lotus Temple is a very big part of my life. Many of you may not know um, that Bhante Sujata has been uh, one of my mentors uh, and also he helped me in very big way uh, to keep me in the U.S. <laughs> it is the thanks to him that I am living in the U.S. So that uh, his uh, help was that great. Um, so I'm very grateful and this is uh, like my way of saying thank you and uh, helping you. Um, so today we are going to focus on dreams. I hope that we all had a good sleep last night. <laughs> so we all sleep and many of us also dream. Um, if you really think about the hours that we sleep in a day, it looks like you know we sleep uh, close to third, one third of our day. Close to, of course, these days you know people are sleep deprived. You know, they don't sleep as much as they needed to be needed to sleep. But uh, if you simply guess that we sleep one third of a day, uh, think about your life. So we sleep one third of our life. If you live, for example, 75 years, we sleep how many years? 25 years of sleep. And, and we all dream also. According to the scientists, we at least uh, have four to six dreams in every night, though maybe not remember all of them. So, so among that 25 years, <laughs> You know, some, maybe half, maybe quarter of, uh, of that years, at least five years of dreaming. Imagine that. So it's very important for us to know about dreams, right? And um, actually, last, I arrived yesterday and I was preparing for this talk uh, in the late evening and then I had a dream of giving this talk. <laughs> I don't remember exact details, you know, of that uh, dream, but I had a dream that I'm giving this talk. And at the end of the talk, I had a very inter interesting incident that I really registered in my mind, that Bhante Sujata came and made a suggestion to me. <laughs> so I, I didn't tell him, he's still here, yeah. And in my dream yesterday, last night, Bhante, after I gave the, I gave this talk in the dream. <laughs> and after the dream, and you came and you made a suggestion, I, you asked, we should both write a book on dream. <laughs> because, you know, he actually was kind enough to, you know, uh, uh, to come to Yapo to bring me here. And then along the way, we talked about his books. I was, you know, very happy that, you know, he released another book. So we talk about that book, and so, <laughs> and so all these things were connected, so he made a suggestion, you know, Bhante, maybe we can bring our dreams, you know, one day, you know, our dream will come true. 
And that, however, that was the dream. So what I realized that actually, in how our dreams are related to our uh, waking life. Uh, so I had to give this talk and we had that discussion and somehow in the dream these things were connected and maybe interesting <laughs> connection and it, it created a nice <laughs> dream. And I had, I had similar dreams in my life. Uh, I think many of you. Uh, and some, most of the time it's like with a negative content. You know, fortunately last dream in the last night was a nice one. Um, but you know, I, I had dreams about, you know, like when I was preparing to give a presentation, I had a dream of, you know, going to that presentation and forgetting the PowerPoint to bring. <laughs> you know? uh, and I also had dreams that when we, you know, plan to, uh, go and visit someone, you know, we prepare everything to live in the morning and you dream of that journey in that night and you realize that you have forgotten very important thing to bring. <laughs> Um, I think you all have similar dreams, right? Yeah. So somehow that dream was uh, helpful because then you can make sure that you bring your PowerPoint. <laughs> you can make sure that you bring what you, you know, uh, forgotten in your dream. She will not uh, do the mistake again. So it can help in, in that way. But if you try to understand, so I'd like to, you know, uh, divide my talks into three parts. One is to understand what are these dreams and why we dream, um, what causes us to dream, and then uh, what we can learn from dreams. And then, importantly, what the most uh, Buddhist <laughs> emphasis of Buddhism is that how we can influence dreams. So let's uh, finish the first one. Um, what are these dreams? You know, of course, in medical science, we'll say that you know, um, in our sleep there are different cycles. Uh, and there's one cycle uh, called NEM, right? And um, uh, what is NEM? Hmm? REM, right? Uh, yeah, REM. Sorry, REM. Rapid eye movements, right? So, <coughs> so during our rapid eye movements, uh, we have dreams. Um, so. But that's a very active state of the, of a brain. You know, uh, brain is very active. It's irregular breath patterns, irregular heartbeat. But when you don't have dream, our heartbeat is regular and our breath is regular. So it's kind of activity, although it's not same as in you know, a conscious brain, an you know, awake brain, but it's an uh, you know, activity. Um, of course, psychologists, you know, have you know uh, done so much research on. On the dreams, of course, you know, Sigmund Freud is, uh, has done, um, he said for him, I mean, he sees dreams as a way to express our suppressed desires. So dreams for him, like, like, uh, uh, uh like, uh, catharsis, like, uh, some kind of releasing our suppressed desires. Um, but I think if you really ex uh, start to examine our dreams, we see that there's a very strong connection between our waking life and our dream lives. So when it comes to Buddhism, of course, um, um, there are six causes are given as possible causes of our dreams. Three related to body. 
so we can dream due to our bodily conditions too um of i mean they use the language of ayurveda like you know our body has different energies different um, so we can have um, we call humors right so we can have dreams due to imbalance of our humors uh we, we our bile uh, our air and then what what you call the other one is wind wind bile and uh film wind bile and film are considered three humors in our body and when we have imbalance of either one of them we can have dreams physical and then the fourth cause is actually due to our uh, past experiences what we experience in the day or what we experience in the week so our past experiences can influence the nature of our dreams that's a very important cause it's more like a what our what is our mind's preoccupation what we are concerned of so then and then uh, third cause a uh, reason cause is given as sometimes we can have dreams due to influence of other beings other beings try to communicate with us uh, not only the being not only the beings that you live the human maybe human beings but also non-human beings the beings in other realms try to communicate with you and the last one could be that in some cases we can have dreams of possible future events prophetic dreams like in the buddhist literature we have a few such incidents like uh, the dream of uh, queen mother maya right uh, on the day that uh, the prince siddhartha was conceived uh, in mother's maya mother maya had a dream of a white uh, tusker uh, coming with you know the white lotus in his um, trunk and came and made three rounds around her and suddenly entered to her tummy that was the dream that was the conception of uh, baby siddhartha and we also had uh, uh in in there's also one sutra where there we had uh, yeah, we find some details about uh, just before buddha got enlightened and he also had few dreams about his in like his possible enlightenment that is his conditions are all all ready for him to become enlightened he had number of dreams so one dream is that he had a dream that uh, the earth became his bed and the himalayan mountain became his pillow and he was lying on that bed and his uh, left hand was in the eastern sea and his right hand was on the western sea and his legs were in the southern sea uh it's kind of you know showing that you know he will um, you know become an influential teacher and he also had a dream uh, that four different um, um, birds f- flew from four, four, four different directions and came into him and then sat down under his feet um so it showing that you know many classes of people you know people belong different social classes will come to him and become his disciples so we have such you know incidents 
The one of the most famous story in the Buddhist literature about dreams is 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 a, is a kind of series of dreams um, occurred to a king called uh, King Kosala. He was it's one of the uh, powerful kings uh, at the time of the Buddha. He had sixteen dreams, weird ones. I mean, of course, we don't have time to go through all these dreams, but I will share with you one dream because. He was terrified after seeing these dreams and he came to the Buddha and Buddha actually used this opportunity to kind of teach him indirectly, you know, the, like criticizing the governments, <laughs> criticizing the uh, rulers and what kind of things the rulers can do. So Buddha used this opportunity to, to guide, advise the kings and also other rulers even today. Sometimes we use the dreams of the King Kosala to teach the modern rulers. <laughs> and one such a dream he had was actually, uh, he had a dream uh, that um, four oxen came from four directions to fight uh, in a big, you know, um, ground. And they came from four, four directions, And but when he came to the middle of the the ground, they suddenly become quiet and gently move away. <laughs> so then, of course, when the king reported this dream to the, the Buddha, Buddha said that, you know, in future, when people become immoral, they have less care for each other and less care for nature, it is possible that our the rhythm of the rain will disappear. People may get ready to... Uh, to you know, cultivate, and you feel like you know it's going to rain, but rain will not happen. You know, maybe it's indicating you know the nature will change, you know the global warming, whatever you know when people become immoral. And he had another dream uh, that uh, uh, he saw in on a river uh, the huge, heavy rocks are floating. But like, you know, empty, you know, pumpkins, all pumpkins, empty pumpkins are sinking to the river, like almost the opposite, right? And he saw that these rocks are floating and then pumpkin, empty pumpkins, are, you know, shells are sinking. And then when, when he reported to the Buddha, Buddha said that, you know, sometime rulers uh, appoint un suitable people into big positions and they you know do not give uh, good positions to suitable you know, qualified people so people appointed unqualified people to powerful positions and then and then disregard the qualified people so society can uh, cannot be successful so like <laughs> the rocks can be uh, floating and the other one can be go down. And then he had another dream also, like um, <coughs> there was uh, uh, the, uh, he saw that there's a horse with two mouths and eat it from both directions. Strange. And the Buddha said that, you know, there can be judges <laughs> in future who will get bribes from both parties <laughs> and, you know, change their <laughs> verdicts. So all the possible corruptions. <laughs> and 
And I mean, it's almost like, you know, talking about our modern day society, right? <laughs> and there's another dream also that, uh, so that <clears throat> in a compound you have so many vessels, uh, and they all were empty, but there's one vessel, it's a golden vessel, it's full of water. All other vessels are made of clay. They were empty, carrying water. And they continue to pour water into that golden pot, which is already full of water, but still they pour water into that and never even look at those empty vessels. And people come in line and pouring, pouring, pouring water into that already filled golden vessel. And Buddha said that, you know, sometimes the rulers take so many taxes from the people and they simply for themselves and do not distribute among, you know, the needy people. Like the empty cups, empty vessels remain empty and the f- already full vessels get more and more and more water. <laughs> and, you know, people, some, some rulers can be like that. So Buddhists actually like using these dreams as a way of guiding, uh, the king. Um, so, so, but we have to remember that not all dreams are not prophetic. You know, they are not necessarily indications of future events. But, but dreams can teach us so much. That's our focus should be. So what we can learn from dreams? Actually, if we can start to reflect on your dreams, it can tell so much about our mind and our bodies. So dreams can be indications to tell us what are our mind's preoccupations? What are our concerns? What we are worrying about? It's not necessarily indicating anything, but just like a mirror of our own mind. And also even mirror of our own bodies, because the, the bodily condition can also be a cause of our dream. So if we start to like investigate and reflect on your dream, it, it can give you a good a picture you know, what is, what are the contents of your mind? What are your concerns? And then maybe you should attend to them. And you know, what are your bodily conditions too? And also we have to remember that the dreams and memories have a very special connection. Because we experience all kind of things, but we remember only some of them. Of course, definitely all we experience, every minute of our experience cannot be remembered. So therefore our memory is always selective. So what we choose to remember is very important. That will influence our dreams too. So today you have this meeting, we have these talks. You, you know, listen to these talks when you go out. And if I ask, you know, what really happened today, and all of you have a, your own version of what happened, and even in my talks, you will choose to remember some of them, not all. But there's always a selection is done. So, so our memories can also tell us what we select to remember. And also, we also should pay attention what we choose to remember. And we have this famous story about like two ladies who grew up in the same, same kind of farm and like rural area and in a farm. <clears throat> um, uh, so when they grew old, they, they liked, when people asked, well, how was your childhood? One lady said that 
it was wonderful i lived in a rural farm i was able to see sunrise every day i was able to breathe the fresh air and i used to help my dad with the daily chores i milked the cows we walked to our schools 5 miles along the way we pluck and we pick uh, wild flowers and wild berries that was wonderful <laughs> then the lady who had the same kind of lifestyle in the farm said it was horrible we had to struggle every day i had to wake up early in the morning and had to help my dad it was such a difficult condition we didn't have running water we had to walk so many miles to our school in very bad weather conditions it was horrible so actually both had kind of similar life but what we chose to remember so our dreams are influenced by what we chose to remember so if you really want to have a good dreams i can tell you very simple technique you can do before you go to sleep when you are in the bed ask this question what is the best thing happened to me today just ask that what is the best thing happened to me today you may remember so many bad things happened to you already <laughs> because our our mind is it's it say that our mind is a uh, is a velcro for all negative things and a teflon for the positive ones <laughs> and but you had to purposely ask what is the best thing happened to me today and what are the things that i can be grateful what are the things i can be grateful i was able to drive home safely at least it will be difficult you know for you to do that but do that that will influence your dreams too and um, so at the end actually our memories are the the one that we that we that decide who we are how we think about our life our attitude and everything but memories are selective so if you i purposely try to remember things and purposely pay attention to the positive ones that will influence not only your dreams but also your life very significantly so we can learn from our dreams what we choose to remember and what our preoccupation what our concerns and also even sometime our bodily conditions so we can use them to guide our waking life to change our focus change our attention change where we pay our attention to good dream show us as a mirror so you can use that as a indication as a mirror and you can change your waking life so using the dreams to change the waking life but at the same time we can also influence our dreams in two different ways in just like ch- changing where we pay our attention to but at the same time like just like you know making that you know making sure that you remember the best thing happened in the day before you sleep and even very loving kindness meditation the one of the benefits of loving kindness meditation other than having a beautiful face is um uh, not having bad dreams if you do loving kindness meditation regularly one thing you will sleep well but not only sleep you also wake up fresh 
and then you will not have bad dreams. Because the very practice of loving kindness changes what we remember, you know, what we pay attention to, your appreciation, that influence our dreams too. So we can use our waking life to influence our dreams. We can use our dreams to change our waking life. We can use our waking life to change our dreams. So that's connection we have to make. At the same time, we also can train our mind to be lucid, to be aware of our dreams. Anybody here has an experience of lucid dreaming? That you are, you are dreaming while you are aware that you are dreaming. It's, it's a capacity we all have. Uh, if we pay attention, we can develop. You are having a dream. You know that I am having a dream. You continue to dream. Very interesting. And it's kind of my, our capacity. It's just like when you're doing a meditation. One thing you learn is to watch your thoughts. You allow your mind to have any thoughts and you continue to watch. You know that thoughts are coming to you, but you like watch like observer, letting mind to have all the different kind of thoughts. You like a, like a, like a side, uh, you know, like the, you are a bystander and watching the parades of your thoughts. And that's one skill we'll develop in our meditation, mindfulness. We start to watch our own thoughts. If you train that habit, and in your dream also, you can be a bystander in the beginning, and then watch. Like, be aware that I'm dreaming, and the country to dream. Uh, and then, that training that you do in the meditation can help you to develop that ability, you know, when you are dreaming. Dreaming. Uh, and if you make a determination, today when I dream, I will become aware that I am dreaming. And, it's, and it will happen. You can, you can try this. And then eventually even you can even navigate your dreams. And particularly if you are having nightmares. You know, it's very important to teach our children, right? When, when the children are scared and you know, cry and you say, oh, don't worry, baby, it's a dream. It's a dream. If you teach our kids to be aware when they are dreaming, even though when you have nightmares, if you know that it's a dream, you can create a distance between you and the nightmare. This is very important for people who are having PTSD. When they're having this, like, nightmares, if, if you train them to be aware that they are dreaming, they can create a distance and be not being so much influenced by the emotions. So that's the another skill we can develop. But in a Buddhist sense, what we try to really do is, is that to understand both our dreams and both our experience are our constructions. Even our normal experience, right now what you are going through experience is also ultimately a construction through your sensory organs, through your memories, through your mind, you construct this experience right here. So our dream is also kind of construction. So one teaching we can learn is that our experience in our waking life is not very much different from our experience in the dream. When you understand all our experience are constructions, we can develop this ability to be equanimous and not to attach too much to what our experiences that we are going through.
because whatever we are experiencing not very much outside but very much inside one last thing when you really develop your mind we say that you know the enlightened ones do not dream because they don't have preoccupations in their mind so one thing one way you can check whether you are enlightened or not <laughs> to check check whether you are in dreams or not <laughs> but remember that simply absence of dream doesn't mean that you are enlightened <laughs> but that's the goal to become dreamless but that's the you know higher goal but right now my my advice for you is to use your dreams to understand preoccupations in your mind understand your bodily condition and then take appropriate actions and use your waking life to influence your dream so that's a very important connection thank you so maybe you can have few minutes for discussion and questions anything you like to ask yes yes it's there Yeah, you know, so let's go back to the six causes of, you know, six causes of uh, dreams given in the Buddhist literature, three related to body. The fifth one is uh, our past experience. The uh, fourth one, the fifth one is that other beings try to communicate with us. So it could be either one of them. Either we were thinking about that person recently, we saw his photo, we have some in concern and memory of i mean um discussion with about him or it, if there's nothing that happened maybe the other being try to communicate with you so it's you have to like it's up to you to like closely honestly make that uh judgment if you think that you know there yeah, you had no talk about him or her previously and then and that could be that that being is try to communicate to you with you so one thing you can do is that you know do some you know good deed in his memory and then dedicate that goodness to that person he can come to meditation and make us wish that i'm doing this for that person and at the end you can say i dedicate this good deed for that person may he rejoice this good deed and may he be well and happy and may he know that i still love them yeah okay yeah <laughs> you have a question Yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it depends on some some mothers want to be get pregnant. Right? <laughs> so you can use your dreams to change your waking life and you can use your waking life to change your dream life. Definitely. You can use as indication and then you know do what best you know, to you and you know you have to remember that not all dreams have meanings you know you don't think, try to think that every dream are significant you know some dreams can be significant but not all that's funny story the one uh, wife had a dream um that he told his husband you know last night i had a dream honey uh, on my birthday uh, you gave me a pearl necklace <laughs> what does it mean 
what is supposed to be. And husband say, oh, you will know on your birthday. <laughs> so she waited and waited for the birthday. And on the birthday, definitely, he got a nice box, a scarf box. She was so excited, like this. So she opened it carefully, carefully, to only to find out a book said, the meanings of dreams. <laughs> Not a necklace. <laughs> because he knows that you will know <laughs> on your word the meaning of, ne- uh, meaning of uh, dreams. <laughs> so. Yes? Yeah, I think I I have heard about that, like same thing coming again, 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 again. So that can be a good indication to say that, you know, there's some um, unresolved issue that, you know, that you had, you need to attend to. You know, sometimes dreams can be so weird, so it's really difficult to, you know, understand what this, you know, issue is. Uh, but I think, so that, that can be a good help for us to, like, uh, that to find out there's some unresolved thing that we need to pay attention to, otherwise we may not know. So dreams can be really important in that case. Like really take time to explore, you know, what what other things there's maybe suppressed memory, uh, maybe trauma that we had in our life. So kind of revisit that moment and you know, let go and forgive or you know do some resolution. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Uh, maybe one, when we re- wrote, re- write our book. <laughs> when we, when we, when our dream come true. <laughs> I think there are books on lucid dreams, but you know, nothing comes to my mind, you know, right now. But uh, there are books on lucid dreaming, dreams, and there are a lot of research has done on lucid dreams and how, you know, how we can use this power of lucid dreaming to change our life. Like develop the same ability we do with our mind in meditation, even when we are dreaming. So it's possible, you know, so I think you can easily find, but maybe later I can send you some email with, with recommended books, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah